Hi, everyone. This is Ted O'Connell, author of USMLE Step 2 Secrets. Before we get started with this episode of the podcast, I just want to tell you about a new project I'm developing called MedPrep to Go. The idea here is to create a free online and audio USMLE question bank for both Step 1 and Step 2, with the overall goal of reducing the cost of medical education and giving you time back in your day, just like we're doing with this podcast. It's still early in the process, and we're adding a lot of questions and new episodes of the podcast regularly, but I'd love to have you go check it out at medpreptogo.com. And if you're interested in getting involved in developing questions for this question bank and getting some mentoring directly from me on how to develop questions, I'd love to have you involved. You can email me at ted.medpreptogo at gmail.com or you can go over to medpreptogo.com and sign up through the website. So thanks so much for uh, listening and enjoy the podcast. I'm Ted O'Connell, author of USMLE Step 2 Secrets and Chief Content Officer for Inside the Boards. This is the Step 2 Secrets podcast, where we provide you the high-yield content from Step 2 Secrets in audio format, as well as question breakdowns, so you can study on the go and get back to reclaiming some of your life. Welcome to the Step 2 Secrets podcast. This is Patrick Beeman, founder of Inside the Boards, here with another question from Elsevier's Clinical Key. A 24-year-old male medical student presents with a chief complaint of low back pain over the past six months. He says the pain began very gradually six months ago in his lower back and seems to be spreading to his hips. It's dull and diffuse, worse in the morning, and improves with movement and exercise. He also endorses fatigue worse than usual. Physical examination reveals back pain associated with flexion at the waist, which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? Is it A, ankylosing spondylitis, B, herniated vertebral disc, C, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, or D, psoriatic arthritis? And the correct answer here is A, ankylosing spondylitis. AS is one of those spondyloarthropathies a group of disorders characterized by inflammation of the joints of the lower spine and peripheral joints and tendon insertions. They are associated with HLA-B27 tissue antigens. Ankylosing spondylitis should be considered in a young person, especially males, who present with insidious onset low back pain. Some patients may also present with uveitis or aortitis. After an autoimmune assault on the joints of the spine and other large joints, patients lose mobility as the joints fuse over many years. Radiography shows sclerosis, erosions, and fusion of the sacroiliac joints, leading to the classic picture of the bamboo spine. Looking at the incorrect answers here, herniated vertebral disc. So disc herniation symptoms are more likely to be made worse by exertion, have a more acute onset, and do not evolve to a larger affected area. Choice C, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So this typically begins in children and affects large and small joints. Patients present with stiffness and fatigue. In 20% of patients, it may present as still disease, which is accompanied by fever, rash, splenomegaly, 
and lymphadenopathy. To break it down, ankylosing spondylitis is one of these spondyloarthropathies and presents with insidious onset low back pain in a young male patient. It improves with movements and is worse in the morning, which is in contrast to other causes of back pain. It's associated with HLA B27 tissue antigen, and these patients can have a multi-system clinical picture with aortitis or uveitis, for instance. Due to the pathology and progression of the disease, the large joints of the body are affected with a loss of mobility as joints fuse over time with a classic finding after a member of a bamboo spine. All right, so now let's get into more high-yield facts from USMLE Step 2 Secrets with the inimitable Dr. Ted O'Connell. This is the rheumatology chapter from USMLE Step 2 Secrets, 5th edition. Question 1. What is the most common form of arthritis? Osteoarthritis, which accounts for at least 75% of cases, which is also called degenerative joint disease. Question 2. If the cause of arthritis is in doubt, what should you do? When in doubt, or if you suspect something other than osteoarthritis, perform an x-ray of and aspirate fluid from the affected joint. Examine the fluid for cell count and differential, glucose, and bacteria with gram stain and culture, as well as crystals. Question 3. How do you distinguish among the common causes of arthritis? In osteoarthritis, the usual age and sex is older adults. Classic joints are the DIP, PIP, hip, and knee joints. Joint fluid white blood cell count is typically less than 2,000, and the percent neutrophils is less than 25%. In rheumatoid arthritis, think of women 20 to 45 years of age. The classic joints are the PIP, MCP, and wrist joints. The joint fluid white blood cell counts are over 2,000, and the percent neutrophils are over 50%. In gout, think of older men. Classic joint is the big toe. Joint fluid white blood cell count is over 2,000, and the percent neutrophils is over 50%. In pseudogout, think of older adults. Classic joints is the knees or elbows. Joint fluid white blood cell count over 2,000 and percent neutrophils over 50%. In septic arthritis, this can occur at any age. Classic joint is the knee. Joint fluid white blood cell count is over 50,000, and the percent neutrophils is over 75%. Question 4. What other clues point to a diagnosis of osteoarthritis? Osteoarthritis typically occurs in those over the age of 40 and has few signs of inflammation on, on exam. Thus, the joints are not hot, red, or tender, like in the other four types of arthritis outlined above. Look for Heberden nodes, which are visible and palpable DIP joint osteophytes, and Bouchard nodes, which are PIP joint osteophytes. Worsening of symptoms after use and in the evening, bony spurs, and increasing incidence with age. Imaging will show loss of joint space associated with cartilage degeneration and possibly osteophyte formation. Treat with weight reduction, physical therapy and activity, and as-needed non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or acetaminophen, corticosteroid injections, 
an orthopedic referral for joint replacement surgery if the osteoarthritis is severe and not responsive to conservative measures. Question 5. What clues point to a diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis? Rheumatoid arthritis often causes systemic symptoms such as fever, malaise, subcutaneous nodules, pericarditis, pleural effusion, and uveitis, as well as prolonged morning stiffness and swan neck and boutonniere deformities. The diagnosis is often made by an elevated ESR or CRP, that is C-reactive protein, and positive rheumatoid factor, which is present in most adults, but often negative in children. Anticyclic citrullinated peptide antibody, anti-CCP, is more specific for rheumatoid arthritis. Radiographs and MRI can also support the diagnosis. General treatment strategies reflect the fact that destruction of affected joints due to inflammation occurs early in the course of rheumatoid arthritis. The patient should be offered treatment with the DMARDs, the disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, as soon as possible after the onset of disease. Escalate the intensity of treatment until synovitis and inflammation have improved. There are five general classes of medications used for the treatment of rheumatoid arthritis, with the DMARDs forming the backbone of treatment. Treatment options include the following. Analgesics, from acetaminophen to narcotics. NSAIDs, glucocorticoids, non-biologic DMARDs, such as methotrexate, sulfasalazine, leflunamide, hydroxychloroquine, and minocycline, and the biologic DMARDs. Biologic DMARDs include tumor necrosis factor inhibitors, such as etanercept, infliximab, and adalimumab, an interleukin-1 receptor antagonist, anakinra, a CD20 inhibitor, rituximab, and biologic response modifiers, abatacept. Question 6. What clues point to a diagnosis of gout? Gout classically begins with podagra, gout in the big toe. Also look for high uric acid levels, which are not always present, tophi, which are subcutaneous uric acid deposits that look like punched-out lesions on bone radiographs, needle-shaped crystals with negative birefringence in the joint fluid, and male gender. They're more commonly affected than females. Alcohol and protein-rich foods may precipitate an attack. Colchicine or NSAIDs, but not aspirin, which causes decreased excretion of uric acid by the kidney, are used for acute attacks. For maintenance therapy, high fluid intake, alkalinization of the urine, and or allopurinol or probenicid, neither drug is used for acute attacks, may be used. Question 7. What causes pseudogout? How is it diagnosed? Pseudogout is caused by deposition of calcium pyrophosphate crystals into joints. Look for rhomboid crystals with weakly positive birefringence versus the negative birefringence with gout crystals in joint fluid. Acute attacks can be treated with corticosteroid injections, NSAIDs, or colchicine. Question 8. What clues point to a diagnosis of septic arthritis? What are the common causes? In septic arthritis, gram stain usually reveals bacteria in the synovial fluid. Staph aureus is the most common organism except in sexually active young adults, 
in whom the most common bug is Neisseria gonorrhea. Do blood cultures in addition to joint cultures, because the bug usually reaches the joint via the hematogenous route. Also do screening for sexually transmitted infection in appropriate patients. Question 9. Name some other causes of arthritis. Prior trauma, called post-traumatic arthritis. Lupus and other collagen vascular diseases, such as scleroderma. Psoriasis. Inflammatory bowel disease. Lyme disease. Ankylosing spondylitis. Reactive arthritis. Hemophilia. Paget disease. Hemochromatosis and Wilson disease. And neuropathy, that is, a Charcot joint. Question 10. True or false? Psoriasis can cause an arthritis that resembles osteoarthritis. False. The arthritis more closely resembles rheumatoid arthritis. On the step 2 exam, look for psoriatic skin lesions to make an easy diagnosis. The arthritis usually affects the hands and feet, and though it resembles rheumatoid arthritis, the rheumatoid factor is negative. It's a seronegative arthropathy. Along with ankylosing spondylitis, inflammatory bowel disease, and reactive arthritis, psoriatic arthritis is associated with human leukocyte antigen B27, that is HLA B27 serotype. NSAIDs are first-line therapy. Other treatments include non-biologic disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, such as methotrexate, PUVA, retinoic acid derivatives, and cyclosporin, and biologic DMARDs, including TNF inhibitors, etanercept, infliximab, adalimumab, and golimumab. Question 11. Describe the hallmarks of ankylosing spondylitis. Ankylosing spondylitis is associated with HLA B27. Most often, a 20 to 40 year old man with a positive family history presents with back pain and morning stiffness. Patients may assume a bent over posture. The sacroiliac joints are primarily affected, and radiographs may reveal a bamboo spine. Patients have other autoimmune type symptoms, such as fever, elevations in the ESR and CRP, and anemia. Some develop uveitis. Treat with NSAIDs, methotrexate, sulfasalazine, or TNF antagonists such as etanercept, infliximab, or adalimumab. Question 12. How do you recognize reactive arthritis as the cause of arthritis? Reactive arthritis is also associated with HLA B27. The classic triad of symptoms consists of urethritis due to chlamydial infection, conjunctivitis, and arthritis, the so-called can't-see, can't-pee, can't-climb-a-tree. Reactive arthritis may also follow enteric bacterial infections. Superficial oral and penile ulcers are common. Diagnose and treat the sexually transmitted illness and use NSAIDs for the arthritis. Also treat the patient's sexual partners. Question 14. Why do patients with hemophilia get arthritis? Recurrent hemarthroses, bleeding into the joints, can cause a debilitating arthritis. Treatment is with acetaminophen. Avoid aspirin and other NSAIDs due to the bleeding concern. Question 14. What clues point to Lyme disease as the cause of arthritis? Look for a history of a tick bite or hiking in the woods. Erythema chronicum migrans rash, 
and migratory arthritis, which occurs later. Treat Borrelia burgdorferi, the causative bacteria of Lyme disease, with doxycycline, amoxicillin, or cefuroxime. Avoid doxycycline in children under the age of 8 years and in pregnant or lactating women. Question 15. True or false? One of the major Jones criteria for the diagnosis of rheumatic fever is arthritis. True. Migratory polyarthritis is one of the major Jones criteria. Look for a history of strep throat. The other major criteria are carditis, chorea, erythema marginatum, and subcutaneous nodules. Question 16. Why do patients with sickle cell disease often have arthritis? Patients frequently experience arthralgias, that is pain, from ischemic sickle crises. But the classic cause of arthritis is avascular necrosis, such as hip arthritis from avascular necrosis of the femoral head. Question 17. Define Charcot joint. What clues point to its presence? A Charcot joint is seen most commonly in diabetes, but also occurs in other neuropathies. Somatic, sensory, and autonomic neuropathy causes autonomic dysfunction and changes in vascularization and also causes a patient to overuse or or misuse joints, which become deformed and painful. The best treatment is prevention. After even seemingly mild trauma, patients with neuropathy in the area of the trauma need radiographs to rule out fractures. Question 18. What about systemic lupus erythematosus, SLE, and other autoimmune disorders as a cause of arthritis? With SLE, inflammatory bowel disease, and other autoimmune diseases, symptoms of the primary disease help make these diagnoses on the USMLE exam. Question 19. How do hemochromatosis and Wilson disease cause arthritis? Via deposition of iron in hemochromatosis or copper in Wilson disease into the joints. Question 20. What generalized systemic signs of inflammation may suggest an autoimmune disorder? Systemic signs and symptoms of inflammation include elevations in the ESR and CRP, fever, anemia of chronic disease, fatigue, and weight loss. If these symptoms are present, especially in a woman of reproductive age, you should consider the possibility of an autoimmune disease. Question 21. Describe the hallmarks of SLE. SLE can cause malar rash, discoid rash, photosensitivity, renal insufficiency, arthritis, pericarditis and pleuritis, a positive anti-nuclear antibody, positive anti-Smith antibody, positive syphilis results on the VDRL and RPR screening tests with negative treponema pallidum particle agglutination, that is TPPA assay, and direct syphilitic testing, cause positive lupus anticoagulant, blood disorders such as thrombocytopenia, leukopenia, anemia, or pancytopenia, neurologic disturbances such as depression, psychosis, and seizures, and oral ulcers. Any of these may be presenting symptoms. Use the ANA titer as an initial diagnostic test. It has high sensitivity and low specificity, and confirm with the anti-Smith antibody, which has higher specificity. Treat with NSAIDs, 
hydroxychloroquine, corticosteroids, or immunosuppressive immunomodulating agents such as methotrexate, cyclophosphamide, cyclosporin, azathioprine, mycophenolate, tacrolimus, leflunamide, or bilimumab. Question 22. Describe the hallmarks of scleroderma. Scleroderma, also known as progressive systemic sclerosis, classically presents with crest symptoms, C for calcinosis, R for Raynaud phenomenon, E for esophageal dysmotility with dysphagia, S for sclerodactyly, and T for telangiectasia, and also presents with heartburn and mask-like leathery facies. Use the ANA test for the initial diagnostic test. Confirm the diagnosis with anti-centromere antibody test for crest symptoms only and the anti-topoisomerase antibody for full-blown scleroderma. Treatment depends on the symptoms. Sclerotic skin lesions can be treated with topical glucocorticoids, calcipotriol, or methotrexate. Systemic therapy depends upon the organs affected. Question 23. What are the hallmarks of Sjogren's syndrome? Sjogren's syndrome causes dry eyes, keratoconjunctivitis sicca, and dry mouth, called xerostomia, and is often associated with other autoimmune diseases. Treat with eye drops and good oral hygiene. Question 24. What are the signs and symptoms of dermatomyositis? Dermatomyositis causes polymyositis plus skin involvement, a heliotrope rash around the eyes with associated periorbital edema is classic. Patients usually have trouble rising from a chair or climbing steps because of the effects on proximal muscles. Muscle enzymes are elevated, and electromyography is irregular. Muscle biopsy establishes the diagnosis. Affected patients have an increased incidence of malignancy. Question 25. With what is polyarteritis nodosa associated? How is it diagnosed? Polyarteritis nodosa is a type of vasculitis classically associated with hepatitis B infection and cryoglobulinemia. Patients present with fever, abdominal pain, weight loss, renal disturbances, and or peripheral neuropathies. Lab abnormalities include elevations in ESR and CRP, leukocytosis, anemia, and hematuria or proteinuria. Patients often have a positive antineutrophil cytoplasmic antibody titer. The vasculitis involves medium-sized vessels. Biopsy of an affected organ is a gold standard for diagnosis. Question 26. Describe the usual presentation of Kawasaki disease. How is it treated? Kawasaki disease usually affects children younger than 5 years of age. It is more common in Japanese and female children. Patients present with truncal rash, high fever, which lasts longer than five days, conjunctival injection, cervical lymphadenopathy, strawberry tongue, late skin desquamation of the palms and soles, and or arthritis. Patients may develop coronary vessel vasculitis and subsequent aneurysms, which may thrombose and cause a myocardial infarction. Kawasaki disease should be suspected in any child who has a heart attack. Treat during the acute stage with aspirin and intravenous immunoglobulins within 10 days of symptom onset to reduce the risk of coronary aneurysm. 
Question 27. How does Takayasu arteritis present? Takayasu arteritis tends to affect Asian women between the ages of 15 and 30 years. It is called the pulseless disease because you may not be able to feel the pulse or measure blood pressure on the affected side. The vasculitis affects large vessels, typically the aortic arch and its branches. Carotid involvement may cause neurologic signs or stroke, and congestive heart failure is not uncommon. Angiogram shows the characteristic lesions. Treat with steroids. Question 28. How do you recognize Bassett syndrome on the Step 2 exam? Bassett syndrome classically presents in young men in their 20s with painful oral and genital ulcers. Patients may also have uveitis, arthritis, and other skin lesions, especially erythema nodosum. Steroids are the mainstay of therapy. Question 29. How do you distinguish among fibromyalgia, polymyositis, and polymyalgia rheumatica? The classic age and sex in fibromyalgia is young adult women. In polymyositis, a female aged 40 to 60 years. And in polymyalgia rheumatica, a female over the age of 50 years. The location in fibromyalgia, various. In polymyositis, proximal muscles. In polymyalgia rheumatica, the pectoral and pelvic girdles and the neck. The ESR in fibromyalgia is normal. In polymyositis, it's elevated. And in polymyalgia rheumatica, it's markedly elevated, often over 100. EMG and biopsy in fibromyalgia is normal. In polymyositis is abnormal. And in polymyalgia rheumatica is normal. Classic findings in fibromyalgia include anxiety, stress, insomnia, and point tenderness over affected muscles. In polymyositis, elevated CPK, abnormal EMG and muscle biopsy, and a higher risk of cancer. Polymyalgia rheumatica, temporal arteritis, a great response to steroids, very high ESR as previously noted, and elderly patients. Treatment of fibromyalgia includes antidepressants, NSAIDs, trigger point injections, pregabalin, and physical activity. In polymyositis and polymyalgia rheumatica, treatment is steroids. Question 30. Give the basic facts of Paget disease. How is it linked with cancer? In Paget disease, bone is broken down and regenerated, often simultaneously. It is usually seen in persons over 40 years old and is more common in men. It is often discovered in an asymptomatic patient through a radiograph. Classic cases involve the pelvis and skull. Watch for a person who has had to buy larger size hats. Patients may complain of bone pain, arthritis, or hearing loss. Alkaline phosphatase is markedly elevated in the presence of normal calcium and phosphorus levels. The risk of osteosarcoma is increased in affected bones. The main treatment is anti-resorptive agents, such as zoledronic acid, alendronate, resedronate, and pomidronate. Question 31. If a pediatric patient has uveitis and an inflammatory arthritis, but the rheumatoid factor is negative, what disease should you suspect? Rheumatoid arthritis. The rheumatoid factor is often negative in the posse-articular variant, 
Affected patients commonly develop uveitis. That's the end of this chapter. A big thank you to Elsevier Incorporated, my publishing company behind USMLE Step 2 Secrets, for allowing us to put out this book in audio format. Please check out the other Inside the Boards podcasts over at InsideTheBoards.com, including the main Inside the Boards podcast and the Inside the Boards Study Smarter series for question breakdowns and tips on getting through medical school. And with that, we wrap up today's episode of USMLE Step 2 Secrets. Hi, this is Ted O'Connell. I just wanted to let you know real quick that when the time comes for you to begin studying for the USMLE Step 3, we actually now have a USMLE Step 3 subscription podcast. So I encourage you to check that out over at medpreptogo.com. We have sample episodes available. And even if you're studying for Step 2, you may actually find some of this content uh, really useful for your studies. So please do check it out.